Talk and Trade, the weekly podcast where we talk about comics so you don't have to. I'm Jeremy McDC, and my favorite member of the Black Order is Proxy Midnight. And I'm John, the Marvel Knight, and my favorite member of the Black Order is Evan Hall. John, what is the Black Order? Black Order is Thanos' henchmen, essentially. His his gang. His His Avengers. Sure. I mean, that's not like, not the worst description of them. But, yeah. but like Hydra Avengers. Like the bad like They're guys. bad people. Yeah. They're real bad. Um, yeah, so uh, why are we talking about them, John? We're talking about them because, well, twofold. First off, we read Infinity, Marvel's 2013 crossover event. 2013, huh? 2013. Time wow. flies. Uh, but also uh, Infinity War comes out next week, and they're in it. Yay! It looks amazing. It does look amazing. But let's get right into This Week in Geek. This Week in Geek. This Week in Geek. We got some news. We got some things. Um, let's just get right into it. I have something that I didn't show you. I wanted to hear your opinion on it. Ooh. Spider-Man PS4 is getting a novel. I'm so... I heard about that, actually. On what the, um, an interesting turn of events that is. Yeah. Not that you've heard of it, that it's happening. I love when they do that kind of stuff. I'm. I love expanded universe things. I'm on the fence about it. Namely, I don't have like a lot of time to read, so there's that dimension of it. Um, I would much prefer. I think if honestly, if it was comics, I'd buy it for sure, because I just love Spider-Man and I, I want it. Um, wait, but wait, do you like comics, John? I do. I do. But I don't have time to read like an actual book. I bought the Assassin's Creed Joan of Arc book like well over a year ago. Never opened it. I mean, there's also Audible. It is Audible. Oh, this book's going to be on Audible before the game comes out. The book comes out in, like, August. Let's find out right now. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Audible it because they'll have it on there. There you Maybe go. I'll pre-order. Uh, but, yeah, it's cool. I'm excited. Um, I really like that. I, I love I don't usually stuff. do, like, prequel stuff, but I did do uh, Captain America Civil War prequel stuff, like the comics I did. Sure. Which was fine. It just, all I really got from it was, like, it showed Iron Man building just the hand he brought to the UN meeting. Okay. That's like what you saw. Is it like Neat. he built the hand? Cool. That's the thing. Like he doesn't add a, a lot of like content for it. But I don't know if this is going to be a prequel though. It's just it a tie-in novel. It's a prequel novel, and it deals with Spider-Man and the Kingpin. Gotcha. It was on, yeah. It was on one of the podcasts I listened to. They talked about today. Let's see, Spider-Man. There's a, though the Miles Morales book is on here, and the Homecoming book, and Spider-Man and Philosophy, and a bunch of. Spider-Man. There's always X and Philosophy. Yeah, and some of them are actually good. I read The Matrix and Philosophy when I was like young and naive. I'm like, oh my god, that's totally that's an exact parallel. Oh my god, that's amazing. And that was just cookie cutter. Yeah. <laughs> like this principle and this character could maybe in this one scene show a gleam of it. You don't know. You're not their dad. <laughs> Which like, yeah, I get it. Um but yeah. Uh next bit of news. Tom Holland, let's keep with the Spider-Man stuff. Tom Holland's script was like super fake. Good. <laughs> like super, like not even close is what I was reading about. Like, <laughs> I'd love to see an interview where he's like, yeah, and then Prox of Midnight kills Spider-Man. Can you believe it? <laughs> what, what was interesting was they had a whole dance number for me. Um, Tom, I don't think that's actually happening. No, no, it's No, script. no, we rehearsed Look, they, they, they just like <laughs> screwed them hard. And Dr. Strange comes in. Black Order, the Black Order, the Black Order, the Black Order. Avengers, Avengers. 
Um, okay, so I wanted to. What do you think is in the really fake script? Like, I wanted to know like some ideas. Oh man, uh, the Soul Stone is in the Shwarma Maker from Avengers. Oh, I love that. That's I that, love that. I think is like the most outlandish thing I could think of. Uh, Drax, <laughs> all of a sudden, just starts power bombing people like he's back in wrestling. <laughs> Like, like Batista just snaps. Yes, exactly. But they film it. And they're oh! <laughs> like, Dave, no! I'm the animal! Uh, and what else? Uh, Star-Lord and Spider-Man have a dance-off. Yep, I'm in. For the fate of, like, the last donut or something. And then, uh, for some reason, Tony has built into his suit a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> we know the reason. But they, like, they had to put a CGI, obviously. You know, so, like, um, yeah, oh my god, all this sounds amazing. I'm super into this. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just love that they gave him, like, a super fake book. Well, you can't trust <laughs> You can't. You cannot. You cannot. Um, he already said that they're they're doing pre-production on uh, the sequel to Homecoming. Yeah. They're trying to figure out who the villain's going to be and all that. It's the lizard! Tom! What? Uh, I mean, mm. it's not the lizard. I mean, it's Zodiac. Tom, just stop talking. It's stuff. You've read like a comic book, and that's adorable. But here we <laughs> I'm reading Red Alert. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Shut up. Um, do, do we have the contribute? Oh, shut up now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what was we was Tom Hardy showed up on set. <laughs> shut up! <laughs> oh my god, you need to be quiet. What? God, uh, you know my dad. <laughs> they get like the page to come in. It was like holding coffee because he just has to be quiet. But the interview still has four minutes left. <laughs> oh my god, uh, it's fine. Not everyone wants cream and sugar. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Solo. A star, not, a star Wars story. Not, it's not an origin story, apparently. Really? Um, apparently, Han is maybe an for established thing. Yeah, like Han is an established thing in this movie. It's what it sounds like. Which. Cool. I imagine because the Falcon is called the Kessel Run Falcon that it is an origin story. For that. And I do like that. I do like in that. In theory, fans are going to finally see the legendary Kessel Run I like in that, the 12 part but I also like that we're, we don't have to go back to Han as a baby and be like, he had a rough childhood. That's why he's kind of an emotional jerk. Neat. I don't need We this. did that with Anakin. I'm like, I don't want them. Yeah. Remember those movies? Only one of them was good. <laughs> one of them was fun. One of them was good. And, then was, and one of them talked about Then there was sand. the dark times. <laughs> it gets uh, everywhere. Angley's sand. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Um, Joe Maganello. Uh, yes, he is Deathstroke. Yes, and he's teasing his uh, soul, an origin movie. Interesting. I, I don't that. personally need it, but like, I'm not that in franchise in DC. It could be interesting. It could be interesting. I'd much rather see an animated movie about it. Oh, because you know it'll be great? Yeah, exactly. Because I guarantee <laughs> it'll be good. I, I watch a DC animated about like anything. There's a Suicide They're just Squad so movie good. that was really good. Hell to Pay is what it's called. I saw a trailer. It looked it's okay. It's good. It is what it is, but like the DC animated movies kill it. Even yeah, the Harley, bad ones, So I'm like, it'll be fine. Even the bad DC animated movies are pretty good. So that was neat. Do you think that... There are some things you can just do, or that are more plausible animated than live action, and that's why maybe DC animated, because they're leaning so hard into it, Yeah. but for live action, they're trying to please everyone. Yeah, I can see that, absolutely. Um, just purely on character design alone, you're able to like, hey man, 
Either we're going to go with a classic thing or we're going to do totally new. And it doesn't matter because it's an hour and a half of your life and it costs us this much money and you don't have to buy it. It's in the, also, it's in the theaters. Also, with animated, you don't have to fit in with any continuity. Yeah, exactly. It's, you just do – like Batman Ninja, that's mm-hmm. clearly its own continuity. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of the animateds do go along with each other, but they don't have to. That's cool. That's a really good – thing that they have going for them like also the production is much lower they can kind of take risks mm. and not have a huge financial backlash which is cool I, the dc animated movies kill it they're so good does marvel marvel did animated movies and they were really mediocre they weren't great when i went to college the first year i went like away to college my mom she got me the five pack of those movies and she would send one every month in my little care package that was kind of cool so I got like the Doctor Strange origin. I, that was where I learned that Iron Man's origin, which was not a good movie. Uh, <laughs> There's one movie where like the Avengers had kids and they were like, it was really dumb. Um, the what, Young Young Avengers. The Thor versus Hulk and Wolverine versus Hulk was actually solid. I heard the Hulk ones are really good. The Thor one's not bad either, but the Hulk. I'm sorry. The wait. Yes, the Hulk's in both of them. I meant that. Yes. <laughs> Shut up, Jeremy. Our next bit of news. Action Comics 1000 came out today. Came out today. I bought it. I bought it too. Well, John got it for me, but then I paid him. I didn't read it yet. Same. It's an anthology book, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like a bunch of short stories. From what I'm hearing, it's a great like, encapsulation of the years of, of uh, Superman, which is cool. Which is what I wanted. I didn't need it to be... Yeah, it's supposed to do do the character justice in terms of the character, in terms of mythos, in terms of what he means to, to just people. Um, what I liked, that I learned at the shop, was they did so many variant covers, but they did a couple of blank ones, because, like, why not? The regular people one. People are going to want that color done. Yeah. The regular one. And then they did a variant, eight, one from each decade. Oh, that's cool. That Superman had comics, and I'm sure other ones. But I thought that was really cool. I didn't get to see them all, because I got there after work. And some people, like, didn't have to work today and went to the comic shop, yeah. so I did not get to see all of them. And the guy in front of me took the one I wanted, which was, like, war propaganda. And I'm like, oh, man, from, like, the 40s or 50s. Oh, I'm cool. like, ooh. But you got the last one. I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. You're dumb. I hate it's you. fine. Let's grab the regular cover. I hate you so much, guy. <laughs> um, I'm looking those up right now. I want to see them, but I'm having trouble finding them. Uh, while I'm looking this up, um, Josh Brolin has confirmed... That he is having scenes with a certain Marvel character. Who is that, John? Who is it, John? Is it Captain Marvel? It is Captain Marvel. That's Ooh. cool. So she's, we knew she was in the movie, but like, Josh Ball was like, yeah, she's in the movie. It just feels nice to well, hear she's not an actor in, in it. She's not in Infinity War. Well, he says, he's, he says that there are Captain Marvel scenes in that movie. I'm sure they were filmed, but she oh. was cut. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah, she was filmed, and then when they decided to change it from Infinity War parts one and two. They're able to make one have like a better closure point. Yeah. They cut her from it. Gotcha. That's still dumb though. So they exist. I'm sure we'll get them on the Blu-ray. You know? Yeah. But uh I mean that's cool. I thought you meant that he was gonna be in Captain Marvel the movie. Maybe he will be. The film scenes doesn't say when they were when they take place. That's um, true. I don't know, I'm not a doctor. She could still pop up because like who knows? Oh do you hear about uh, I want to say Indonesia. It's a place. Isn't that crazy? No, um, I, 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 <laughs> I cannot believe it. Uh, Avengers is opening there two days earlier, so it's coming out on the twenty fifth in Indonesia. Oh, okay. And it is the runtime is seven minutes shorter than everywhere else in the world. Why? 
Well, no one knows. No one's seen the cut. Like, the Russos haven't seen the cut. It's it's a surprise to them as to why. And uh, when commenting, I forget which one, um, but uh, one of the directors was like, I don't even know what seven minutes you would cut. The movie is, like, so... <laughs> There's so much maybe going on. Everything matters. Maybe it's something with censorship there. There's something they have to. I'm cut. sure it is. I'm like, sure it's know, something. Did you hear about Saudi Arabia's opening up movie theaters for the first time in yes. 35 years? And the first movie's Black Panther. Like, imagine there's gonna be some stuff cut from that movie, probably. Mm-hmm. So it would make. I mean, Marvel's pretty progressive, and there's a lot of countries. China that are not. has a lot of. Um, I, pl- I play Magic in China. Every time there's a skeleton card, they have to give a different art because really? you cannot show the bones. Why? It's a, it's a China thing. Weird. They have to get different art. Weird. Yeah, it's really weird. But China, like, some countries just have those rules. Interesting. Um, you know who else has rules? Steven Spielberg. I was going to say Dolores Umbridge. She, oh She's a God. lot of rules. Are you kidding me? Ugh. Um, you just saw Ready Player One. What did you think? It was good. It was, it was fun, right? Very fun. It is, like, just a fun movie. I think it's ridiculous that the, uh, the actor is already typecast as a dude who wears visors who has a thing for redheads. Typecast at such a young age. Yep, that's crazy. I don't believe it. Um, well, Steven Spielberg did Ready Player One. He is now going to He also to did do E.T. And Jaws? That I don't know about. Who did Jaws? <laughs> I think it was him. He's done, like, a lot of movies. Um, okay, well, anyway, he is going to do a Black Hawk movie. Black Hawk was a, or the Black Hawks were a comic from the early 40s, 50s that were... Steven Spielberg did direct Jaws. Okay, good. I feel much <laughs> less dumb. Um, they were like a war comic, like a World War II comic, and they're going to get a movie, and Steven Spielberg's going to make it. So what that could be is, it's a comic movie, wink, but like, it'll just be, it could be a really good war movie, because he's a great director, and he could do that. I think he also did Saving Private Ryan, so like, he, he has a pedigree with war films. I think what that means is it's going to be a war movie, but maybe they like rally around like a Superman comic and like what he means and then that gives them the push to like go do the thing. That could be cool. Like I think I think that it's going to be a war movie, but it's going to at least dip its like toe in the pool of having these characters exist. Or they're going to be all really angry and sad for the nigga Oh my god, dum, what if Dora would show up? Dum, 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 dum. So so they're in World War Two. Oh World War One. It's World War One. And then there's like fighting What's that we woman doing? Oh, that's weird. Oh, I feel like at no man's land. <laughs> just, just, for like a second. <laughs> just like leaps. <laughs> like, huh. That's gonna take this down. <laughs> You're like, what a woman. Then I, then that's it. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> uh, um, so that's happening. Another movie that's happening. Batgirl will no longer debut in a solo movie. Really? Because she's debuting in the Birds of Prey movie. That's still happening? Which is pushing Suicide Squad 2 back. Because DC, DC cannot make, DC. It, make up its mind. Every time I try to... You know how, it. like, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt? I've stopped. <laughs> I've stopped wanting to give them the benefit of the doubt. They've lost my love. No, they haven't. They still have it, but... That is, un- that is the eternal flame. Is they what that do not is. have the benefit of the doubt anymore. It's so And gone. I get that. It's so gone. I get that. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, that's this, this, this. That's the geeks. I had a we thing. geeked it up. What I had got? a thing. So was IGN. It, was it 45 different preludes? No. 
Kind like of. This, like this friggin' book had. Uh, IGN revealed a... I assume someone at IGN has seen or has some knowledge of Infinity War. Okay. They gave a list of the movies to have seen before watching Infinity War. Okay. It is not everything. How many movies? Count the number. I'm going to see if I can Nine. name them. I'm going to see if I can name them all. Okay. I'll tell you at the end if you are right. The three caps. That's three. I'm not... I'm just getting, I'm just getting your guesses. The three caps. Um, Iron Man 1 and... Probably all three Iron Mans. Yeah. That's no. two thirds then. That's too many. Okay. So I'm going to say... The three caps are very obvious. I'm going to say Iron Man 1. I'm going to say Black Panther. I'm going to say... Avengers Ultron. Avengers and Ultron? Or Just Avengers Ultron. Ultron? Okay. Just Ultron. Uh, how many is that? That is six. six. so two more? Three more? How many total? Nine? Yeah, three more. Three more. So I'm going to say Ant-Man. Just the, like the first Ant-Man. And the only one that you can see before the movie. Oh, comes okay. Out. So it's not like movies. Okay. No, it's so it's, it's what you should. It, it's what you who knows nothing should see before watching. Okay, so I'm gonna say Ant Man. Then I'm going to say Spider Man Homecoming, and then I'm going to end with Doctor Strange. Okay, you got five. That's it. You got five. What did I get right? You got Captain America: The First Avenger. Yeah. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Okay. Captain America Civil War. Okay. Doctor Strange. Okay. Black Panther. Spider-Man Homecoming's on that list? Nope. Iron no Man. Iron Man movies on that list. None of them? None of them. Okay. So the list is, and the list is done chronologically. Uh, Captain America First Avenger. Okay. The Avengers. Okay. Thor The Dark World. Only reason I didn't think Avengers is because Avengers 2 has like the introduction of Vision. So yeah. Like, you don't need one no, necessarily. So, okay, go ahead. Um, Thor The Dark World. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. I wouldn't have thought of Dark World. Guardians. Oh, the Stone movies. I'm an idiot. Yeah, okay. Avengers Age of Ultron. It's Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Thor Ragnarok. Black Panther. That makes way more sense, actually. Yeah, the through the line Ragnarok is the Stones. thing really makes me hope that Hela's in it. God, I hope so. That'd be so cool. I really hope so. We've seen it, like, it looks like we've seen a total of, like, we, well, I mean. I think if you stack the all the footage, at least that I have seen, and I've been kind of avoiding what I don't need to see I think maybe I've seen five minutes if you stack it all it also seems like it's kind of centralized into one area of the movie we don't know which area well I think that it's my prediction is beginning is New York end is Wakanda space is weaved in throughout that would make sense that's kind of how I see it I think Wakanda is like the last stand big battle of the movie Oh, or like in this book especially after reading this book in this book (laughs) it kind of seems like it might be like you have different fronts going on throughout the movie. Like, you know how in Star Wars Phantom Menace there is there's the I was gonna Anakin say, space. I was going to say Last Jedi. The Duel of the Fates. How you have, like, three different stories the entire movie. I was thinking literally just the ending fight scene in, in, in Phantom Menace. Oh, how there's Naboo, there's Naboo. baby Anakin, and yes. there's the, the, the that, duel. That's kind of how I felt it might play out. We honestly have no clue. That's just my yeah. guess. Um, what was interesting, though, is we didn't talk about this, was Ready Player One. You saw trailers for it, right? Mm-hmm. The nice thing about those trailers was you saw the first... You saw trailers that were only really the first 10 minutes of the movie, for the most part. Yeah, the exception was going to be the key in the keyhole. Yes. But I think that then really... Cha- it doesn't change anything. You know the hero is going to win. Also, that key... Yeah, but I got to say, it did kind of take the suspense out of it, because it was the third key. 
So it took suspense out of that, like, the whole shaking bit. I'm like, we're going to get there. We all know he's going to get there. Yeah, but, like, I've, I've seen it, so I know it does, as opposed to me just believing he will. Um, but, like, spoilers, I guess, of, for the Ready exception of one. that... That tr- those trailers were cut very well. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you don't see much. Which was, I was like, God, I haven't seen much of the th- three challenges. What are the three challenges? Like nothing about the second challenge revealed. That was so. Okay, spoilers for Ready Player One. <laughs> Again, been out long enough. Yeah, I saw it like two weeks, a week or two after, yeah. and that was last week. So they go to the Overlook, and it's like a whole Stephen King thing. And I was like, Oh my God, is that how it is in the book? No. Not even close. None <laughs> of the three challenges are the challenges that are in the book. Oh, okay. Because in the book it goes, challenge, you get the key, then you go to the gate, have to do another challenge in the gate. You don't just open the gate. You have to go in the gate and then beat the gate. Okay. So it's like level, boss level. Level, boss level. Level, boss. So the first challenge in the game in the move, in the the book is you have to do, you have to find a Dungeons and Dragons um, module. Sure. And beat it. Then you get the key. Then you have to go live out all of War Games. You have to act, <laughs> That's out, cool. have to act out Matthew Broderick's That's so cool. War Games. Really cool. The next one is you go to Zork, I believe. Okay. Collect all these keys and then you have to you get uh, to open up a Captain Crunch box and blow a whistle like from the 80s. Then you go into another movie, I believe. I think that one is Ferris Bueller. Could be wrong. I should probably look it up. Or I should remember because I've read the book three times. <laughs> and then the last one is... Oh, no. Oh, I can't remember right now. I'm going to Google it real fast. But the, the challenges in the movie were not even close to the book. <laughs> uh, I'm going to look it up real fast. Well, can you... I mean, that kind of, I don't want to say adds value, but it gives me incentive to read the book. Yes. I think it was great for the... It made the movie a different thing. Mm-hmm. It made the movie a very separate entity, which made me like the movie a lot more, because then I was like, oh, this isn't trying to like be the book. Like, It's taking references, and that's really cool, but... And then watching the movie, I felt that... I remember you were not happy that the in the trailer you saw the identity of one of the the characters avatars yeah I didn't like that but the movie did it honestly justice that was like a whole song oh absolutely 100% I just liked how they did it in the book a lot and that's just me liking that no the movie did a great job with that they did it uh, in the okay my phone is like not working all of a sudden Uh, so I can't google anything but in the book Again, spoilers. See the movie or read the book. I don't care. The book's not long enough. <clears throat> Artemis is the love interest throughout the entire book. And uh, he's like, I love you. And she's like, you would never love me for real. And in the movie, she has like a very small... I'm horribly disfigured. <laughs> she's like a Port Weinstein in the movie. Yeah. And it's very subtle. It's there. But like, I've known people with like a real Port Weinstein. It's not that subtle. And it's honestly very upsetting for people who have it. They don't yeah. feel normal. And I totally understand that. Um... And in the book, it's like a big, like a real port wine. It covers more than half of her face. She honestly feels very ugly. He's like, I love you for who you are on the inside. And it's done at the end. The very, very, he does not see her until the book ends. Oh. So the book is them doing all this stuff, doing all this stuff. He meets up with Aid, who turns out to be a black lesbian woman. He's like, I was not expecting this. And she's like, sorry. And he's like, it's cool. 
we're bros. It's all about what's in here, which was neat. And uh, then he's like, oh, where's Artemis? They're like, they all come together to like do the final thing at a central location. And uh, they're like, oh yeah, here, get in this haptic rig. And he's like, where's Artemis? Like, She's already in her haptic rig. She didn't want to talk to you until this was over. He's like, okay. And then he does the thing, he wins. And then she's like, she had already le- left her haptic suit. Yeah. He's like, where is she? And she's like, they're like, she's waiting outside for you. And the book ends with them like just sitting on a bench and talking about each other. Like, so what do you like? Who are? Like, talk to me. And it was really, really cool. And like, it's a really heartwarming moment. And I didn't cry. You cried. And the movie, <laughs> but the movie did it a different way, but not in a bad way. They just revealed her organically and it made sense. Mm-hmm. It was just different. I was worried they were going to screw it up. They did not screw that movie up. Welcome to the Ready Player One cast. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's not really. It's nerd. It's not a straight up comic movie, so we didn't feel like a one shot was necessary. Dude. And it's just kind of where our conversation took us today. It is what it is. Uh, okay, so let's get right into <laughs> speaking <laughs> this week in geek. Here's your post. This week in geek. Before we get into the book, I found all the keys. We got corrections and challenges for um, Ready Player One. So you've seen Blade Runner, right? No. Okay, well. I have not seen Blade Runner. I want to. Okay, fine. Uh, (laughs) um, He has to, the second gate, the Jade Gate, he has to go do a Voight Com test, which is from Blade Runner. It proves you're human. Then he has to beat a game of Black Tiger as uh, in the first-person perspective. Black Tiger. I don't know that one. And then he has to use his knowledge of Rush's 2112 to get the last key. And the last gate is uh, at Castle Anorak. So that part was in the book. I imagine the final countdown, or sure, showdown at least, would be the... What is the last? The Crystal Gate. He announces that if he wins, he will And the Pac-Man thing is real. You know, the, or no, he... Oh, no. The adventure? No, 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 no. Um, in the movie, he gets an extra life coin. He has to beat a... So he goes to, like, this random arcade planet thinking that's where the key is for the next key, and he's like, it's not. But hey, look, there's Pac-Man, and it's old Pac-Man. And he does it, and he plays a perfect game of Pac-Man after, like, days and days or hours and hours. And he's given... There was a coin on the machine, which means I'm Quarter saving. Up. Yeah, I'm, I'm next. It was holidays, so he gets an extra life. So that's how he survives the battle. That's cool. And then he has to... That's right. He plays Tempest. It's all coming back to me. And then he has to role play as King Arthur and various characters in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's cool. Dude, the book is so fun. <laughs> Seriously, use my Audible and listen to it. Will Wheaton does a great job reading it. Except he says poser instead of poser, which like really irks me. This week in Geek, <laughs> we're reading Infinity, which is totally a book. Because we're not posers. We're not posers. <laughs> uh, it like bothered me. Um, you're the Marvel guy? Uh, okay, I want to say some things before we get into this. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Just take the whole podcast this week. Yeah, this is you, man. <laughs> I'm exhausted and I barely remember this book. Dude, same. So, at the end of issue one, there's the checklist. And this is why I think we feel the way we felt about it. We just read Infinity 1 through 6. That is it. Call it a day. But, in it, to do it right, you read Infinity 1... Then Avengers 18, New Avengers 9, 
Infinity 2, Avengers 19, New Avengers 10, Infinity 3, Avengers 20, Infinity 4, Avengers 21, New Avengers 11, Infinity 5, Avengers 22, Avengers 23, Infinity 6, New Avengers 12. That is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 issues. It's longer than Secret Empire, which was 12. And this book is longer than uh, Spider-Verse, which is a 15. lot of books. Yeah. It Because we only read 1 through 6, I felt there were large chunks missing. What? Like almost entire story bits? Yeah. Like particularly there's one scene where like... Cap and his and the Avengers like land somewhere and they're like, "Is Carol in?" And they're like, "I don't know. If she's not in, we're not gonna find out until way later." And she doesn't pop up to like Avenger until like issue six. So I'm like, "Oh, I guess she was fine." She's, she's thank, in. I guess. Thank you, thank you for telling us. Um, so that's how it's structured. What's interesting to note is this is 2013. So after this, the events have gotten longer. Secret Wars started as nine, went to ten. You got a lot of supplemental stuff if you wanted it, but it wasn't, like, pertinent. It was largely standalone. Uh, Secret Empire was 10 issues, right? It's like 10 issues. There's, like, a zero. Was, There's a new comic book day. Standoff was a lot. Standoff was a lot, but you could just cut out a lot of it. Like, the whole American Kaiju business is, like, not relevant whatsoever. Or the Howling Commandos. <laughs> Especially the Howling Commandos. But I did like how Sitwell's a zombie. I thought that was cute. I don't even remember who that is. or I don't remember anything about that book. Uh, he's the guy in... I don't care. Keep talking. Winter about Soldier who says S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Talk. Bruce Banner, Stephen Strange. About. That's Sitwell. The book. Didn't sit well with you? I'm going to massacre you. <laughs> I'm going to shove my tablet in your ear. He's not joking. Um, so, to start with... There's that. Yep. Then it introduces a lot of characters who did not exist previously. Nope. And it has my favorite thing of space. So there's a lot working against it, <laughs> in my opinion. But that's me. That's my taste. I'm not a big space person. Dude, same. I like Star Wars because it's fantasy that happens to be in space. Yeah, Star Wars is like space adjacent. And I like Green Lantern because, to me, it's more magic. Like, they're magic space rings. It's not technology. It's, like, the emotional spectrum. That yeah, really because the, the Green Lantern stuff we don't like is when they're like, oh, the space thing. <laughs> and we're like, we don't care. <laughs> hey, it's me, Kilowog. Oh, you're great, but the rest of this book is super mediocre at times. Agreed. Don't show me Jessica Cruz. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hi, Jessica. Hi, guys. It's me, Jessica Everybody's favorite land who can't make a construct. Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay, so the the new things it introduces are the Black Order, whom I hope are better handled in the Infinity War movie. I don't know, man. I imagine they get more play in the New Avengers and uh, Avengers, the, the comics, but I frankly didn't have time. Jeremy frankly didn't have time. There's just no way. We had to take a three-week hiatus, and even then, I know Jeremy and I both would not start reading it until, like, Sunday before. So it doesn't matter. No. We would never have done it. No. Because <laughs> I do another podcast on Thursdays or Fridays. I have coaching to do. I have work to do. Then I go on the weekends, and that's, like, my time to unwind. So I, like, go play disc golf, or I do whatever I got to do, see my girlfriend, try to, like, clean up the house a little bit, and then I got to go back to work again. It's not... I know, and it's like, I know. 
You're complaining about reading comic books? I get it, but this is an 800 page complaining about the volume. I love comic books. But 800 pages is a big ask. It's a big ask. It's like reading a novel in four days. You can do it if you do nothing else. Nothing else. I'm also a slow reader, so like for me it's a bad example. Okay, so it introduces the Outriders. Uh, The Outriders and the Builders and the Black Order. So the Black Order are like Thanos' henchmen. They're like, they seem to be directly below Thanos in terms of hierarchy. Then there were the Outriders, which are like the big monster thingies like running across Wakanda in the trailers that you've seen. Uh, They exist only to serve. Yep. They are created. They are created with that task, and that's about it. Yep. Um, And then the Builders are the first race, and they they think that Earth existing... Is is a threat to the universe at large, and they're like, "We're crazy powerful. Let's just go and kill Earth. It'll be fine." Also, on the way to Earth, they just take over and destroy every planet in their path because that's just who they are. Yeah. Which is neat. This concept of this book is very cool. It's great. I'm just not very enfranchised in space, and this book is very enfranchised in space. Yep. Uh, there are some cool things though. Corvus Glaive is the dude, as far as like the the Black Order goes. He does a lot. He's yeah. very good at what he does. Yeah, he's. I hope he's cool in the movie. I hope so too. He's like the main conqueror, the main one focused on at least in the Infinity Book at large. Um. Yeah. Any other initial thoughts? It's a lot. I've never been a big Thanos guy. Because I've always felt that, so, so okay, you and I like Greek myths a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, we're big fans of the Greek mythology. What's your favorite part of the Greek mythology? Uh, I don't know, the hero's journey? The hero doing stuff? That's, no, that makes sense. Mine has always been the, the hero's journey is great, but I've always liked the villain's, like, motivation, or sometimes lack thereof. Thanos has always seemed to me like the ideal Greek mythology villain. Oh, easily. Where, like, literal hubris embodied. And, like, isn't he scary? No, because he's always the reason he falls. Every time. And Josh Brolin aside, I've never, like, interacted with a Thanos storyline that I was like, oh, it's gonna happen finally. No, I always know he's gonna lose. <laughs> Whereas, like, some villains, I'm like, boy, they, could, Infinity they, they could do you it. Read that. Right. But, like, some villains, like, if the Joker ever, like, there, or there have been Joker stories, I'm like, wow, like, he did it. He did some stuff. Like, Dr. Octopus, he did it. He did it. He's done the thing. Even Mysterio sometimes has done the thing. Thanos has never d- He got beat by a squirrel girl. I mean, so did Galactus and Dr. Doom. I also don't consider Galactus She's also great. Doom <laughs> is an exception that I think it's he is such fantastic. a good art. You should read it. It's I will. So good. No, no, that's fine. But like Doom in that case with the Squirrel Girl thing is I know he is fallible, but like I really like him because again he's done the thing. Thanos has never done the thing. Yes, he wiped out half the Marvel universe, but that's just because they needed to clean up their universe. It doesn't feel like genuine or real. Even here, it's like he's like I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to kill my son. Can't even do that. It's one guy! It's one guy! He sucks. Again, Josh Brolin aside, I'm sure that the movie will be great. But the movie doesn't have all this comic book weight on its shoulders. 
in that way that it's like, oh, we've seen Thanos suck over and over and over again. I know he's supposed to be like, boy, him and uh, him and Darkseid is the same thing. No, Darkseid does the thing. Darkseid killed Batman. That's the thing. Darkseid has beaten Superman. That's the thing. Thanos is there another thing. He killed like, a lot of heroes. Again. But it was not because at he needed to do it. Right. It just felt so like this happened. Isn't that great? I don't care. <laughs> But just like, does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I just, get it. I just don't... I don't know. I've never felt for Thanos. Also, I just have no emotion going toward him. Even Loki, sometimes I'm like, oh, I get why he's doing why he's doing it. Thanos is just like, I want to definitely bed death. Oh, you're weird. Are you not entertained? You're weird, <laughs> dude. You're purple, you got a weird chin, and I don't like you. Well, again, Josh rolling aside. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to do great. Uh, one thing this, that I did walk away with a huge positive reaction to was the Inhumans and the royal family at large. Oh, dude, Black Bolt They were so really cool. cool. In, this one. in general, I thought they were all really cool. Yeah, because Medusa wasn't in it. <laughs> she was. She had like two frames. Yeah. She didn't have to do it. She anything. had the speaking because Black Bolt couldn't. That's why she was in it. I really like Black Bolt. <laughs> Black Bolt may be my favorite Inhuman next to Lockjaw. Who at times was drawn like with a weirdly human face, and it creeped me out. Hmm. He had like really human eyes, and I was like, "Oh, I don't like it." My favorite human is my girl. Yes, but I like, still don't throw her in Miss Marvel. I still don't throw her in the uh, <laughs> the Inhumans, just because like, oh no, I see it, and I'm really mad about it. Sorry, I bought the new issue of Ms. Marvel, and on top of it is, can you feel the love tonight? Because her name is Kamala Khan. It's amazing. Do you get it? Oh, I get it. Can you feel the love tonight? Is this like Archie? Yeah. Yeah, clearly. Interesting. That dude's definitely like black Archie. There's Betty. She's blue-haired Veronica. Interesting. Anyway, (laughs) about not that. Pink pajamas, penguins on the bottom. Go ahead. Okay. I'll do anything to not talk about this book. <laughs> we gotta get through it. Do we? Yes, we gotta get through it. Thanos doesn't do the thing. See ya. We gotta get Have through it. Have a good podcast. We gotta do it. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, we're talking about the last time I like this book. We gotta do it. I know. You're leading. We got it, through though. Convergence. We gotta get through this. Oh my god. <laughs> we talk about Convergence again? No, we have to do this. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. I'll supplement with groans. So a lot of it focuses on Attilan, which is a floating city full of inhumans. Which normally would be a huge turnoff for us. <laughs> um, and then the, the I already forgot their name. Black Order. No, the mindless guys. The, the, the outsiders? The, the reapers. The, the reapers, whatever. The, the, like, the thralls or whatever. They're, um... They can, like, stealth and go through walls to get stuff down. They get information. So one sneaks into the royal bedchamber and they're kind of gets cool. the info. They're yeah, no, cool. they're really cool. Gets the info from problems. Black Bolt. And they're like, okay, so there's a city. And then they want Okay, to so die. there's, like, so he's like, okay, so I got the city. I get the royal lineage. Black Bolt has five wives, which I did not know about. Um, three of them were, like, done out no, of. No, he loves one, hates one, and the other three are meh. <laughs> That's what it is. The other three were done to, like, strengthen the inhuman as a race. Uh, and then he sees that there's like the, uh, the thing, the secret society Illuminati, which is Dr. Strange is black bolt 
is Black Panther. It is Tony Stark. It is uh, Miss Fantastic. And I feel like I'm missing someone. I'm sorry, who'd you say already? The Illuminati? Yeah. Who'd you say? I said Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, Black Panther, Tony Stark, um, Mr. Fantastic. Fantastic. I think there's a sixth member. Um, there is Strange, Panther, Bolt, Tony Stark. I said Stark, Namor, and Beast. So there, is, which means yeah, and One, Black two, Bolt not three, featured because Black Bolt's not in it because it's his memories. Yes. And Beast, who is also inhuman at this point. Um, we retconned it. Now it's cool. So, you think they're there looking that for the? Won. We're gonna go through this kind of like briefly and ignore some of the side plots that are probably resolved in the other books. Uh, Tony's armor is really cool in this book. It's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, also, I appreciate that Spider Woman was there, but she did nothing. Most people did nothing. But she like really did nothing. Four people did something. Uh, the warrior. Yeah, the Ronin. CR guy. Ronan, Cap, and Thor from, like, the Avengers Avengers. Mm-hmm. That's it. That is it. Oh, and Hulk. But, like, oh, my God. So, everyone has their sights on Earth. And what you find out is Thanos is going to... Uh, Thanos is offering these different people what's called the tribute. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to kill everyone. He just wants a tribute. He just wants some of it. So when he goes to Attilan or Attila, Attilan, Attilan, obviously. I thought it was Adelan, but whatever. Adelan? Oh my God! Who cares? It's the Inhumans. <laughs> but I like them after this book. I do not like them. I do not like them. I like them in this book. Uh, technical difficulties here. So he he goes and he says uh, he sends actually he sends Corvus Glaive. Uh, once the Corvus Glaive and he says, uh, you don't have to kill everybody. You will kill every Inhuman from the ages of sixteen to twenty-two. Or we will kill everyone. And it turns out the reason this is is because he doesn't actually want... Black Bolt knows that he doesn't actually want all those Inhumans dead. He wants one specific one Inhuman, dead. but if he, he can guarantee that that one Inhuman will die in that group, that age group. And he doesn't want them killed. He wants their heads. Yes. So he can see that it was this one. Mm-hmm. Who turns out to be his son. Thane. Which is like... who's like He's like blonde. He's like Caucasian I mean, blonde. not no more. He was right, um, but yeah, that's wh- that's why he's doing. That's why Thanos is doing this. He pulled. He has the build these builder people destroying parts of space so the Avengers go so that he can come to Earth and do yep. this. Uh, in this, it's like what a convolute. You never do the thing, Thanos. <laughs> Just do it. God, if he doesn't do the thing in the movie, he better kill somebody of importance. Oh, I'm sure someone's dying. Uh, so the Kree Supreme Intelligence, which is like a program that they all follow. It's the race. It's how it is. Uh, they surrender to Thanos. Yeah, all the so, accusers. And the thing is, like, it's the entire... No, not the accusers. That's the whole thing. So all of, like, space and every type of people are, like, rallying against Thanos and these forces. Yeah. So the Kree, like, back out. They surrender to Thanos. But the accusers don't follow the Kree. That was the whole thing in Guardians. Ronan was, like, a rogue. But he definitely does go back and present his hammer. To, yes. To Thanos. Yes, but he's on the good guy's side. Yeah, but he's subservient until Thor comes and mm-hmm. kills that builder. So he does submit, but then he's like, but, like, I'm not happy about it. Right. So I'm Thanos, like, the accusers are still with them. Um, the Shi'ar here, which is neat. Yeah, and their ship is called the Ara. The Lalandra. Whatever, the one. I'm like, the, ooh, the, girl the Empress. The thing. 
I knew you'd be excited. I was very excited, actually. Um, and then this whole time, Maximus is like kind of sneaking around the background, trying to yeah, listen. Yeah. And be like, hmm, I'm going to stir the pot. I'm a little pot stir. Little Ramsey Bolton. Little Ramsey Bolton, exactly. As seen on ABCs and Humans. Um, Formerly ABCs and Humans. Now it's canceled. <laughs> um, he ends up building a gigantic bomb. Yeah. But it's not just any bomb. It's a mutagen bomb. It's a terrigen bomb. bomb. Yeah, terrigen bomb. Sorry. It makes people the thing. It does. It spreads It spreads a whole bunch of terrigen mist out. And the so terrigen when mist, Thanos comes... Well, hold on. The terrigen mist, if you don't know, what the terrigen mist does is it takes people, and if these people have inhuman DNA in them, it's dormant. They, they will cocoon. The terrigen mist turns them in... It releases the inhuman in them. And the inhuman state releases your true self, which is really dumb. And then Thane is but like... But the most important thing is they're not mutants. Legally. Wink. <laughs> That's legal distinction. That's your free law lesson for the day. Ugh. I think we've talked about like legal loopholes on this show before. <laughs> <laughs> because comics deals with it all the time. So the, the builder... One of the builders comes to negotiate... With this, with like everyone, um, and Cap. At this point, sends the Avengers had been like out fighting. The yeah, they oh, the they've builders. been in space the entire time. Because the builders were a distraction by Thanos. Yeah. So, which like, what a dumb like they like, tried to introduce this subplot with like, uh, these people who were at the working with the builders, who the builders created, were the first race, and the, I don't care. I do not. No, care. The builders are the first race. Right, but like, I don't care about it. That's how much I don't remember because I don't care. <laughs> They have the Omega symbol on their chest. It's dumb. This book is dumb. So, Cap sends Thor out to negotiate with them. And the dude's like, I am no man. Get on your knee. Now, isn't that better? Isn't that no, how no, you no, should no, be? No, no, no. See, see, you're missing it. Daenerys Stormborn comes out and is like, Bend the knee! No. That would have um, been much better. Actually, yeah. First, he, they're like, no weapons. This is, a, this is a discussion. So, he just throws Mjolnir out in the space. So Whatever. Sad. Who cares? Then... He kneels, and they're like, "See, isn't that better? Like, really rubbing it in, like, so you, so you submit." But the whole time he called Mjolnir back, so the thing the loops like Patrick. around the sun. The real sun comes back. Maybe a sun. Who knows? Comes back and like goes through his uh, torso, so he's dead. And Cap's like, "Ah, they can be beaten. We have hope." So, which the, is like literally the only thing Cap ever needs is hope. Oh, absolutely. So, my favorite part, actually, is this, where the Avengers help the different alien races across each world fend off and kill these uh, these builders. And each time they raise either a flag or, like, an effigy of an A to show the Avengers. And there's one in each. Every planet becomes an Avengers planet. Yeah, each planet that's saved is an Avengers world. And I, that's my favorite part of the whole thing. I thought that was super cool. And they're celebrating. <coughs> there's a great exchange here with Thor. He goes, they say the local uh, fair is hearty, much too potent for a simple man. I told them they don't know Steve Rogers. <laughs> it's great. Love it. Moving on. Uh, and that's when they get word that Earth has fallen. Boom. This is great. Earth has fallen. Yep. So. Uh, Ebony Maw, meanwhile. I want to talk about this. This is, this is my favorite part. Oh. This yeah. whole subplot is actually kind of cool. So, we finally get to meet. Becomes the main plot. Yeah, we get to meet Thane, who is Thanos' son, who is like a white guy for some reason. Yeah, he. And yeah. he has. Oh, we didn't. 
We gotta talk about the bomb. I was gonna. I was gonna get that. I was gonna use the, like this time right now to talk about it. Okay. So well, Thanos arrives at. Atone. I know, dude. Give me a second. God, uh, will you wait a second? Jeez, we're not writing the book. I can tell if I want to. Mom. Just kidding. Your name's John. You're not mom. Anyway, so Thane is living with the Inhumans who escaped. And the reason that they escaped was because Black Bolt was like, everyone get out, go through this portal that's going to send you to places that I won't even know because it doesn't send you to the same place. It sends everyone to different places. They end up having this, like, commune of Inhumans. In, like, the desert. In the desert. And they have, like, a little bit of Terrigen Mist. And, oh, the end... This commune has been established for years and years and years, but some of the Inhumans who escaped go there too. And it turns out they have a little bit of Terrigen Mist that every 30 years or so, it like regenerates enough to get five people to become new Inhumans. And they've been using it and hoping it like creates strong builders and smart people and like strong people. But there's a guy in there and he's a really strong healer. He's not Inhuman yet, he hasn't changed, but he's just he loves to help. And he is Thane, he's Thanos' son. And his whole goal, his whole thing is to erase the problems that his dad created by healing, by helping, by saving. When the bomb goes off, so Black Bolt sent all of his Inhumans out of Attila, New Attila. Attila. Atalan. Attilan? Attilan. Of Inhuman Central, <laughs> he detonates the Terrigen Mist and screams in Thanos' face by, that's how he like detonates it. He's like, no! Which is a great splash page, actually. Um... Him and Thanos are fighting, but the Terrigen Mist has been released. The world is a new Inhuman mecha. And here, in this place, all of these Inhumans became Inhumans. Here's the problem. Thane's Inhuman personality, his power, was... His true self. He kills everybody around him instantly. So Ebony Maw is up like, hmm, that's crazy. wonder how I can leverage this for my own game. So, like, Ebony Maw's <laughs> thing is he whispers in the ears of people. Like, literally, he just stands behind him and he's like, hey, yo, so here's what you should do. Listen, 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 listen. He's my favorite. He's great. He was going to be my, the one I picked for my favorite, but then I couldn't because you picked him. So I went with the lady because she's cool and she's blue. Anyway. And her spear's pretty sweet. Yeah, it is. Um, so, and she's married to Corvus Glaive. So, what was I saying? Yes. Thane is like, I don't want to kill everybody. This is like the exact opposite. But uh, Ebony Maw is like, but it's almost like you're Thanos' son, though. Hear me out. You see that suit? You can't change it. Listen, I have this thing. You should get in that suit. He gives him a suit. He's like, the suit will help channel you. Also, you're naked. Get some clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) You're an inhuman, but you still have decency. He, uh, he's, yeah, he tells him, get in this suit. It'll, like, control the power. And Thane's like, anything to stop killing everybody. And he gets in the suit, but he's immediately then trapped. And then Ebony Maul's like, hey, Thanos, they did a thing. I found your son. I got him. Got you, you, Prezi. Um, so it turns out the suit channels his power. His left arm instantly kills. His right arm does a different thing we haven't talked about yet, and we will get to at the end of the book. So that's, this is my, Thane is my favorite subplot in this book. Go ahead. Uh, that's pretty much it. Pretty much it. Thanos shows up. He's like, "I'm gonna kill you," but then the Avengers are like, "No, we gonna kill you." Mm-hmm. And Lockjaw's in. He's super cute. But go he back. Go, go back another page. Doesn't Lockjaw's face look really creepy there? I guess. There's just like a guy going. Eh. <laughs> it weird. looks like a Modok face, honestly. But he's so cute normally. He is. I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. Um, the Avengers do the thing. They save people, but then they're like, hey, you can't kill Thane. 
And Thane's like, I can save myself. I don't need you. Ebony Maw the whole time has been whispering in Thane's ears like, you know, good and evil, it's not really like a thing. You're just like putting like numbers on it, man. You're like, <laughs> that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> and he's like whispering in Thane's ears. He's like, you, you're never going to be the great man you want to be. But what you can be is greater than your father. And Thane's like, you know what? You're absolutely right. And then he unleashes his right arm, which is super cool. And the right arm is not death. It's a fate of living death. He turns you into, like, a statue, which is super sick. Yeah, like, encases you in a block of amber. Which is, which is cool. why the issue is called Amber. Yep. That's what's really amber. cool. And that's, uh, like, the whole book. Yep. They defeat Thanos, Thane, and uh, Ebony Maw are out in space, presumably plotting and scheming. Yeah. And um, they, the last panels show the heroes building what will become New Attilan, which is what I am familiar with. Yeah. From Civil War II, et cetera, et cetera. New Attilan. Cool. That's the whole book. There's other plots. Uh, There's so many plots. But they're not well described or resolved, and we didn't Star have time brand? to read all the issues. Yeah, I don't know, man. What was that? <laughs> Straight up don't know. Dude, I don't even Let's know. Let's do a you googly search. No, it's fine, dude. He didn't die. Are you googlizer? Someone who exactly. reads the googlies? I'm going to give the book a 2.5 out of 5. I give it a 5. It was fine. I imagine it's five? better if you read it. Oh, out of 5? That's what I said, yeah. Stars. Mm-hmm. I'm doing 2.5 I do 10 out of stars. 5. Or 5 out of 10. All right, we'll do, five. We'll do 10. 5 out of 10, yes. It is fine. There are parts that are great, but it's just so much. It just felt like too much. I really feel that if we were able and had the time to read everything, like the entire event, we would have come off a lot higher on it. I don't know, man. I just don't have that kind of time. No, I know we don't. But I'm saying, and that's like, why we didn't. I'm living in that. I'm living in that reality. <laughs> that like, I don't know, man. As a casual comic book reader, which actually we're not. We're like pretty hardcore. Nah, we're definitely hardcore. Are we hardcore, John? Uh, I heard that you're not hardcore unless you act hardcore. Let's live hardcore. Which sounds like it's a poser type philosophy. Not hardcore. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. And the legend of the rant was way hardcore. Yeah! We'll jack black for you. Did you find anything about Starbrand? More than I bargained for. Cool. So we're not going to read it. <laughs> That's the book this week. It... We read it because Infinity War is based largely on this and largely on Infinity Gauntlet. So, and like the the Doctor Strange, the torture scene in the trailer, that apparently comes from this, but I would argue it comes from one of the side books and not the event proper. Yep. Because we did not see those panels. And I've seen screenshots of the panels, and it's like straight taken from it. Yep. So, there's that. I probably don't have time to read the rest of the event before... Before the movie comes out, because well, it's no. early Well, you could, but, like, you have to sacrifice sleep. Yeah, I don't have that already because oh, of magic. Darn it. So. Well, it is what it is. Don't read it. <laughs> let's get to the... Let's, let's just... Let's, let's blow this pop stand. It's popsicle because it sounds dirty. It's phallic. It's still recording. My favorite popsicle is lime. Welcome to Talking Traits.
That's the podcast this week, John. What are we doing next week? Next week is a variant. Which means we don't have to do any real work. <laughs> I mean, Very it, happy. it means the fans get to help us write the episode is what I meant to say. Yes. You're welcome. We're going to do... Also. The only thing we have set in stone is our top ten Stan Lee cameos. Yep. We're going to rank them. We're going to rank them. Which is a countdown I didn't see anyone doing yet, so boom. You know how hard that is with BuzzFeed? It's so hard. Oh, It's so hard to find that. Unreal. BuzzFeed's content is just garbage 90% of the time. But what is interesting, real quick before we end this week, is we found... I know we don't like spoilers. I know you hate spoilers, John, but... I do, but I can't wait. We found the Infinity War script. I cannot wait. Well, not all of it. We found bits, and we're going to talk about it right now. We're going to highlight the best bits. How exciting is this? So let's get right into it. Oh, my God. Look at the opening scene. So the opening scene of the movie is actually Tobey Maguire with the black hair coming back for a dance-off with Tom Holland, which is interesting. You'd think Star-Lord would be a part of that. Well, you'd think so, but I think it's going to start here on Earth, and then it'll end. Yeah. Okay. Page 36. So look, if you look here, the ending of the movie is a rehash of that scene. It's only 36 pages long. Including, (laughs) it ends with Star-Lord joining the dance scene. And what's really surprising is they had time. I love it when you when there are characters in the movie that you don't see in the trailers. Yeah. This one's near and dear to my heart. They actually got Alfred Molina to come back as Otto Octavius. That's cool. In the MCU. I like that idea. It's going to be great. He's going to be juggling Infinity Stones, which I think there's better use. But, like, what are you going to do? It's a movie. Right? He could become Spider-Man. I disagree. What's interesting here is there's a DC crossover? What? Which, like, you know, if they're going to do it, you'd think, like, oh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman's going to show up. No, no, no. Booster Gold is supposedly in the background of a scene. Booster Gold. <laughs> Bo- Booster Gold, which, like, is amazing. I I know he's not our favorite DC character, but, like, they're doing it. They're doing the crossover. The Amalgam Universe is happening. We'll check this one out, though, right? In the big Wakanda yep. standoff. Okay. Uh, Jessica Jones pops oh, wait, out from behind Cap. Wait, hold on. I, let me get my page that. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm there. Where Jessica Jones pops out behind Cap, rolls her eyes, and then just goes right back where she was the whole time. I love her so much. Fantastic. John. Oh! John! What? The script that you said you found? Yeah, I found it online. Where online? Reddit. Where else? What was the link name, Jonathan? Uh, Tom Holland's... It's the fake one, John! It's the fake one! I'm so... You know, when you put that I'm done with this. This is ridiculous! This is a... a sham! That's the podcast this week. The real podcast, not the fake one! Follow us on Twitter at Talk and Trades. You can follow Jeremy at LizardKing27 and John at MaesterLaka, M-A-E-S-T-E-R-L-A-K-A. Also, find us on Facebook at Talk and Trades. All music provided by bensound.com. Remember, we're not experts, we're fans. Bye.